You are welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor T.B. Peters, the president of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. There are some things that you'll be happy when people learn it. You know, in the New Testament, Paul was teaching in the book of Ephesians. And um, if you started from the early parts of his teaching, he talked about how we're blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. He talked about how we're chosen in him before the foundations of the world. He talked about how we're seated with Christ. He talked about how we should walk in Christ. He talked about our stand in Christ. By the time he got to chapter 6, for whatever reason, he said, honor your father and your mother. Why will he talk about honor? Amen. Why will he mention that? In the New Testament. And he was pulling his scripture from the Old Testament and bringing it into the New Meaning that honor is a trans-testament virtue. Amen. Did you hear me? It's in the old and it's in the new. Now, um, let's not focus on who he said you should honor. Let's just talk about the fact that he mentioned honor. Hallelujah. And you find again in other writings, even Peter was speaking. Peter and Paul might not have had the same emphasis. But even Peter talked about giving honor to whom honor is due. Hallelujah. That means he knew something about honor. And I know that um, times have changed. But God has not changed. Amen. Praise the Lord. He hasn't changed. And so it's important that from time to time we talk about things like that. We should teach our children honor. And we ourselves should remember to honor people. Honor people because they are people. At least the scripture tells us that. Have regard for people. You know, there are times where in a church service there are just some people that, you know, uh, don't understand certain things. I went somewhere some time ago and I saw a man I was waiting. I was like in a waiting area. And a man walked in. I don't know him. But everybody was greeting him. So I also greeted him. Amen. I don't have to know him. Everybody was greeting him. So I greeted him too. You know, it amazes me where you meet people sometimes you know, maybe they went to an office and then they sit down and they don't greet anybody. They said they didn't come for all these people. They came to see somebody. 
You know, that's foolishness. Amen. Don't ever behave like that. If people, sometimes you might not even know why they honor certain people. You don't have to know why. Praise God. It won't take anything from you. It won't make you any less. Praise God. It starts by learning how to say good morning. Some people say they don't greet anybody that looks younger than them. <laughs> I don't know where they read that one from. Amen. I don't know where they read that one from. I don't know where they got that one from. Well, let me say something to you. As you grow up in life, you will find out that people that are younger than you will be doing things that will demand you to respect them. Amen. It will happen. Okay, you are in your 60s. Okay, you are in your 80s. Will you find a doctor in the 80s, your 80s, your 80 doctor to treat you? I'm asking now. You are 85. Will you see a doctor that is 85 still practicing? You walk into a, a, a hospital and the doctor could be 30. And he will say, take off your shirt. You say, what? Sit down here. Wait for me. Go. Come back tomorrow. Take this drug three times a day. You say, don't tell me what to do. You will die. He's doing his job. Say, I don't, I don't respect people that are, I only respect people that are older than me. Okay, be driving on the road. Let a 25-year-old policeman tell you stop. He said, no, I'm 50. I won't stop for a 25-year-old. You will tell him that behind bars. Are you listening to me? So, I, you, it, that kind of thinking is not consistent. Greet people. It doesn't reduce you. It doesn't. You know, some people have a wrong concept of what it means to be a big man. A big man is a man that is big and does not need anybody to make him feel big. It means that he doesn't have insecurities. Hallelujah. Some people think a big man is someone that looks down on people, talks down on people, and says, I'm now a big man. A small man. If you can't greet people. Say, where is my driver? If you saw him first, greet him. Good morning. You don't have to wait for him to greet you. You write that down, right? <laughs> it's worth writing down. Amen. Yeah, good morning. It doesn't make you any less. And that's why you have some people that are aspiring to be big men. And they'll be more brutal than you. Amen. You're the owner of the house. You're the owner of the house. Nobody's dragging the house with you. You see the people first, you greet them. Hallelujah. 
Help me greet your neighbor that you didn't greet since. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Good morning. How are you? How's service today? Just greet them. Amen. Doesn't take anything from you. Hallelujah. It doesn't mean that, you know, we should be able to separate certain things. Tradition from scriptural truth. Because sometimes people pick the wrong things. Some say, well, just talk to your children. You don't have to flog them. The Bible doesn't say so. The Bible says flog them. Don't come and adopt a British or American tradition. The scripture says flog them. God flogs. You don't know. God flogs. Go and read Hebrews. What do, what do you think? The Bible is talking about the chastening of the Lord. The Lord puts you straight. straightens you out. Discipline is different from punishment. Hallelujah. The Lord disciplines us. He does. So discipline your children. That's the way they are children, you know, they're just children. They don't know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. And so they're pow. Don't be quiet. Don't injure them. But discipline them. Hallelujah. Alright? So, if um, you read something somewhere, you know, I read about how people said they should raise children and it's not in line with scripture. I also get to read about people that talk about women's rights. There's nothing like that in the Bible. Amen. As humans, we're equal. It's true. But if you decide to get married, you've decided to have someone lead you in the home. I don't even know why I'm talking about this. A woman that is not married is not subservient to all the men out there. No. A woman that is on her own must not obey everything every man says to her. Come here, come here. There's nothing like that. But a woman that decides to marry has decided to submit to a man. Scripture. So it's not by force. You don't want to submit to a man, don't marry. It's not by force. If you don't marry, the Bible didn't say that except a woman be married, she will not go into the kingdom. The Bible didn't say so. Hello? You will go to heaven single. So, it's not a must that you must get married. But if you decide to get married, it means you will submit to the man 
that you got married to. Amen. And if you're a man and you're not ready to love, don't marry. Amen. Love, love, every time, love, love, love. That's what the marriage is about. It's about love, love, love. Every time, love. That's what it's about. <laughs> if you're not ready to love every time, don't marry. Stay on your own. <laughs> a man was hitting his wife's hand off. Oh, don't touch me. <laughs> ah, every time. <laughs> That's what marriage is about. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> you must be a lover. Amen. <laughs> You must be a lover. If you're not ready to be a lover, don't marry. Let's pray, Joe. Father, we thank you for what I want to share this morning. I don't know why you led me on this path, but I pray that your word will come through and everyone here will be blessed, inspired, lifted. In Jesus' name. And let me say loud, amen. Amen. I want to read from Galatians chapter 2. I'll read verse 20 and 21. And um, I trust that the Spirit of God will guide us. It says there, I am crucified with Christ... Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Verse 21. I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Today I just want to help someone here not to frustrate the grace of God. Amen. What this means is that the grace of God is always looking for expression in your life. Hallelujah. Help me tell somebody the grace of God is looking for expression through you. Glory to God. But I want you to understand this in the context. Because before he started talking about the grace of God, he was talking about his identification with Christ. Which is also our identification with Christ. He said, I am crucified with Christ. That means the experience that Christ had is my experience. Hallelujah. When he was crucified, I was crucified with him. Then he said, Yet not I, but Christ now lives in me. The life that I now live, I I live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and did what? And gave himself for me. Glory to God. In essence, he's saying that if Christ lives in me, be seen in me. Hallelujah. If Christ lives in me, Christ should be expressed through me. 
if Christ lives in me, then there should be manifestations of Christ in my life. Now, he made that statement because it is possible for Christ to live in you and it won't look like it's happening that way. So he said, I, Paul, do not frustrate the grace of God. That means it is possible to frustrate the grace of God. What does it mean to frustrate? In the context in which it was used, it means to neutralize the effects of the grace of God. To hinder the full flow, amen, or the free flow of the grace of God. The scripture will never mention something that is not possible. So if the scripture said, I do not, means it is possible to frustrate. Amen. There are two things said about the grace of God. But the focus here is this one. But let me show you another one. Second Corinthians chapter 6. I'll read verse 1. It says, we then as workers together with him, beseech you also, that what? That you receive not the grace of God in vain. So, two things. You can receive the grace of God in vain, one, and you can frustrate the grace of God. Amen. Receiving the grace of God in vain means that you're putting it to no use. But go back to where we are. I do not frustrate the grace of God. And I pray that everyone here will be able to make that same statement. And say I do not frustrate the grace of God. Hallelujah. Now you know some things that people need to understand. Is that. You cannot give full expression. To. God's workings in your life without prayer. Hallelujah. Did you hear me? You cannot give full expression to the workings of God in your life without prayer. So what he was saying is that I am crucified to Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I. But Christ lives in me. The life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who gave me. I do not frustrate the grace of God. That means that that thing that God is doing in my life, it will be fully manifested. There will be full expression. I will not neutralize it. There are a lot of believers listening to me this morning that God had told something a year ago, two years ago, but it has not happened. And some of them think that they are waiting for God to make it happen. No, God is waiting for you. What's happening? You are frustrating the grace of God. Hallelujah. You are frustrating it. If Jesus didn't spend time praying, he would not have been able to accomplish the tax that he was out to accomplish. 
if Paul didn't spend time praying, he would not have accomplished what he was supposed to accomplish. He would never have come to the point where we say, I have finished my cause. I have fought the good fight. What he meant was that, hey, what God drew out for me, what he drew out for me, I have finished it. Hallelujah. But you could look in the life of Paul and he will say, look, I am what I am by the grace of God. Then you hear Paul say, I pray in tongues more than you all. Amen. Meaning that he understood that for this grace of God at work in him to have full expression, full manifestation, he must spend time praying. And you know something about prayer? Prayer is such that you have to decide to pray. Then the Holy Spirit will help you. Amen. Are we together? You know, some say, well, I pray, oh, I pray. <laughs> Nowadays, we say, what kind of prayer are you praying? Are you still praying, bless my father, bless my mother, bless my food? Amen. There's what the Bible calls heartfelt prayers. Let's go to James chapter 5 and read verse 16. Maybe I should back up a bit and uh, read um, from 14, okay? My focus is 16, but just give you some background. He said, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. And let them pray over him. Anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Did you see that? And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Verse 16. Then it says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Let me just see 17. Then he says, Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. Um, let me start again from 13. Go back to verse 13, not 14. 13. I want to show you something. Look at it. Read it with me. Want to go. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Verse 14. Is any among, sick among you? Let him call for the elders and let them pray over him. Now, you find out that it's like prayer was the solution to almost everything. Amen. Are you understanding me? He started by saying, is any among you afflicted? Afflicted, you know, I know we, there's a way we use affliction here. Say, I have an affliction. And what they mean is they are sick. No, the afflicted here is not talking about sickness because the next verse he now talked about sickness. So it's not sickness he's talking about. He's talking about troubled. Amen. You remember the scripture in the Old Testament that says that many are the afflictions of the righteous. He's not saying the righteous get sick all the time. He's not saying the righteous is a sick lad. That's not what he's saying. He's saying that the righteous will go through many troubles. Are you with me? So here, go back to verse 13. Is any afflicted 
That means that, is any among you afflicted? Are you troubled in your place of work? Are you troubled about your marriage? Are you troubled about your academic career? Your finances? The solution is, he said, let him pray. He didn't say, go and complain. Look for someone to share your burden with. Amen. Look for someone to share your burden with. He said, let him pray. That means from time to time, as long as we live in this world, there will be troubles. The Bible never said there won't be troubles. There will be troubles. You could have trouble with your landlord. You could have trouble with your car. You could have trouble at work. You could have trouble even in your home. But you are not stranded with the trouble. Amen. No, you are not. He says, hey, hey, is any afflicted among you? Let him pray. So today, is any among us afflicted? Pray. Amen. Pray. Listen to me. There's something prayer will do. Prayer does not only avert afflictions. It strengthens you while the affliction is on. Amen. Are you listening to me? So, you know that it is the insulation you need when those afflictions arise will only come from the place of prayer. Did you hear me? The insulation you need through that affliction can only come in the place of prayer. You know, the Bible talks about the evil day. The evil day. The Bible says, redeeming the time. For the days are evil. Then it talks about the evil day. It's talking about, there are days that, like circumstances, might not be the way you expected them to be. Or, Satan himself is on your case. Satan is on your case. It's just like everything you are touching, everything is just going wrong. That's an affliction. He didn't say you should cry. He didn't say you should complain. He didn't say you should get depressed. And now depressed now is a new word now. And you know, you just see young people nowadays just saying something like, well, I think I'm depressed. And they think it's a joke. Hey, 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 being depressed is not a good thing. Amen. Let me tell someone, being depressed is not a good thing. It's not a good thing. Don't try to make it look like it's a trendy thing. Are you depressed? Why not? You're not? Ah, I'm depressed. You're not depressed. Ah. It's not a trending thing. It's unscriptural. What I'm trying to say is that it's not God's plan for you. It's a strategy from the pit of hell. You know what the Bible calls it? He calls it the, the spirit of heaviness. It's a spirit. The spirit of heaviness. The spirit of heaviness. You are heavy. You don't feel like doing anything. You don't want to do anything. You don't want to see anybody. It's a spirit. And the Bible says, in the place of that spirit of heaviness, it will give you a garment of praise. That means that when you are depressed, you are not in that other zone. Amen. A garment of praise. So, perhaps you're listening to me, and you are in that place where there's that spirit of heaviness upon you. Things are not working as you expect. You don't like how things are going. Amen. 
He says, let him pray. Amen. So let me tell somebody, pray. pray. Amen. Say it again, pray. pray. You know, sometimes people complain, but they've never prayed. Listen to me. You might, if you are listening to me today, and you are out of job, you've been out of job for a long time, stop trying to survive you know, listen to me. Let me explain something to you. There are people that... <laughs> I, 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 I don't remember who actually said this. It was um, credited to the Queen of England years ago. And she was talking about Nigerians. And that was resilient people on the face of the earth. That if you push a Nigerian to the wall, rather than fight you back, he will make a hole in the wall. And I don't think she was saying it kindly. Now, there are some believers that have learned to survive in the affliction. Amen. And so that affliction that is supposed to be for a moment has become a lifetime. Are you listening to me? Have you not read the scripture? That is supposed to be for a moment. Hallelujah. For a moment. It's for a moment. But you have turned a moment into a destiny. You know why? Because you've not allowed God's help to break you out of that affliction. Some people are spiritually lazy, so they will not act. And then instead they start looking for a way to survive in that, in that affliction. So, oh, I, I, I lost my job last year. And then you lost your job. So what's happening? It's an affliction. Amen. It's a trouble. How can you, an adult, taxable adult, you don't have a job, one year, six months, running, and you have now gotten used to it. Why? Because you have people that give you change. Amen. There's someone somewhere that will help you 1K. 1K is 1,000 naira for those of you that don't know. And someone else will help you 3,000. And someone else will help you. So, so someone will give you food. Someone will do this, that. Someone will do this. You are patching somewhere. Someone is paying. Hey, 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 hey. You are not supposed to live that way. Are you listening to me? You are not supposed to live that way. And let me tell you why some people never come out of affliction. It's because they start getting used to it. And start learning to cope with it. Amen. And so they never get out of affliction. There are some things that will happen to you. They are good. They might not be palatable, but they are good. Because they will wake you up. Are you listening to me? They will wake you up. Perhaps if they didn't come and lock your shop that day, lock the shop down, and say, because you've not paid the complete money, you will not have prayed and fasted. What pushed you to fast was that they locked the shop. May they lock the shop again. Are you listening to what I'm saying? If they didn't give you a letter and tell you that you've lost your job, you will not have read the whole book of Ephesians. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So, when the scripture says, is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. So it means that when that trouble is on, it should bring you back to the place of prayer. 
spending more time because in the midst of the affliction, there is a message. I, I said there is a message. There's a message. There's something you've not gotten. There's a message. The worst thing that will happen to you during a crisis in your life is to come through the crisis and not get the message the crisis brought. Every crisis is an opportunity. Are we together? And some people don't understand that. So, some things that come to you, they happen. You know why you will never get the message from it? If you, if you, it's because you didn't spend time praying. But when it's going on and you are spending time praying, then the Lord will say, okay, this is how to come out of this. But beyond coming out of this, this is how not to be here again. Amen. And the message will come. You will learn something. You will see something. Glory to God. Are we together? There are things that happen sometimes. I wish I had the time to explain this. That it is Satan that is on your case. But God will work out his purpose through it. Are you listening to me? It is Satan that is on your case. But God will work out his purpose through it. And so certain things start happening. All of a sudden, things are tight. Things are not the way they used to be. And you're still trying to survive. You know, just like somebody is walking with his two legs. And then this part of the road is off. Then you start walking with one leg. Are you understanding me? And you're not taking off. That's not how to walk. Amen. And you, you start, you not get used to it. <laughs> you not get used to it. There's a guy that was locked up for a long time. And um, um, he was handcuffed for some days. You know. So they had released him. But he was still walking like this. Because in his mind, he's still chained. Amen. He has gotten used to it. So he put, he's putting out his hand like this. He's talking. He's standing like that. He's walking, standing like that. He has to be conscious to put the hand down. After a while, he'll be like this again. Praise God. And there are a lot of believers like that. That have adjusted their life to the affliction. And that affliction was supposed to be for a moment. Amen. But they have adjusted their lives to that affliction. Lift your right hand. Say in the name of Jesus. I refuse to adjust to the affliction. Amen. See, rather in the midst of the affliction, let destiny shine forth. Let the purpose of God emerge. Hallelujah. Let the purpose of God emerge. So, and that does not happen just by staying there and crying. You know, some people just like people have, telling them sorry. They send a text. I'm going through some stuff. You didn't answer. They WhatsApp you. I said, I'm going through some stuff. You didn't answer. They put you on Facebook. When you have friends that will not answer you, and, <laughs> Amen. They just want someone to come and tell them sorry. Listen, there are some afflictions that is not sorry you need. The sorry might not even help you. You will go back to your closet and settle things in the place of prayer. Amen. 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 I'm going to give you an opportunity to pray today. Is any among you afflicted? What should he do? Let him pray. Amen. Let him pray. Let him pray. There's no other way you will learn how to pray than by praying. 
Someone said, well, I don't know how I should pray. I said, have you ever called out for help? He said, yes. I said, that's how to pray. And so today, anyone that is afflicted, there is hope and help for you. I said there is hope and help for you. Whether it's financial, whether it's career-wise, family. As a pastor, you hear problems. Are you understanding me? You, you know, somebody where they will tell you problem like this is not something you can even imagine that can happen. Amen. I, I, I used to feel for that king in, in scripture that was walking by and heard two women quarreling. And they said, King, come and hear this matter and solve the problem. And the king thought it was one of those things that said, Hey, what's the problem? It could be that they're dragging for land. He would bring the, 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 the map of the area, the town plan, and say it was here, it was here. You know, just solve the matter or refer it. When king heard the matter, even the king was quiet. What was the argument? See this woman, no? <laughs> Nigerian English. <laughs> Both of us are not eating. She said yesterday we should boil her son. We boiled him, ate him. She ate, me too, I ate. The king is wondering, what, what are you guys talking about? Are you talking about meat? Are you talking about cow tail? Are you talking about suya? What, what are you talking about? He said, no, son. My son. My son, Junior. We ate him. Amen. And then now today, it's her turn to bring her son. Let's barbecue him. And she's hiding him. <laughs> That time the king had to sit down. I just, because how do you solve that kind of problem? Amen. What would you say? Will you say, bring the other son, let us eat him? Are you understanding me? What, what would you say? So I'm telling you that there are cases that people will bring. You will know that only God can help them. Amen. It's true. Someone will start a story. And then he say, this one happened, that one happened, that one happened, that one Say, ha. Only you, praise God. Even as the person is talking, the person is a miracle because that you are even here talking. It's already a miracle. Amen. And you know, and sometimes you see people, you don't know that that's what's going on with them. Afflictions. Troubles. Crisis of life. There are some women that are tired of their marriages. But they are smiling every time. Are you understand? They are tired. Then there are some husbands. That are saying. Since I can't divorce. Let her go home. Amen. There are some husbands like that. They are afflicted. Going through crisis. I was talking to a, a, a couple to be. They were not married at that time. And then uh, the lady came to see me. And I was trying to find out about how their relationship was going. And I said, how's the relationship? She said, fantastic. You know, and she said, this is the best of times for us. You know, I, I've never, I've never had it so good, you know. And she said some very wonderful things, you know, that even made me happy. Wow, 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 wow. 
Then the fellow asked to see me. I think it was the same day. Then he came and sat down. I said, I always wanted to start by saying that your fiancé said this, that, 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 you know, but I didn't start that way. I just said, how are you people doing? He said, uh, Pastor, I don't want to break your heart. But I'm tired. <laughs> I've been looking for a way to tell her I don't want again. That's, I was like, <laughs> I like, um, um, I don't ask him, did you just see her now? He said, no. Did you put meet yesterday? He said, no. Does you talked on phone or something? No. I was trying to find out whether they just had a quarrel. You know, there are some people like that, that they just have quarrel now, now, now. You know, and they want to divorce even when they have not married. <laughs> and they didn't have a quarrel. He said, for a long time, I'm not in this relationship again. I'm just, I'm just floating. And I said, you mean you're not happy? I said, what of her? Is she happy? He said, I don't know for her, but me, I don't, I don't want again. That means that the fellow didn't, the lady doesn't even know how he feels. Amen. That's affliction. <laughs> And then, even after talking to him now, she's waiting for them to go for picture. She has a, meanwhile, the guy just like, hmm. Hmm. That's why you hear some kind of strange stories that happen. So they thought they were in love. <laughs> you now hear something will happen. Because they are afflicted. <laughs> we had a situation like that in our university days. We came out from a meeting in the evening. And we saw a girl on the floor. So we gathered, and people gathered. So we're trying to help the girl up because she was not breathing well. We tried to help the girl up. What happened? She was like that. So we're gasping for air or something like that. So we're wondering whether was she asthmatic, is she epileptic, you know. We're trying to help her out, kept her, the, some people got, got water. You know, it was around the hostel, so people were helping, running around like that. And there was this just calm guy that was standing by her, also helping us. So they said he is her boyfriend. Oh, you're the boyfriend? Yes. Were you with her? He said, yes. So what happened to her? It was not like she fell. You know? So everybody forgot about that and started helping her. It was later, the guy is so calm and quiet. We now found out what happened. They've been in this relationship and she's the domineering type. So, they, she, he came to see her in her room and she was telling her fellow friends, girls, that the boyfriend that she has is a man that can take anything from her. So she slapped him in front of her, her roommates and he didn't say anything. He just smiled. So why are you doing that now? She said, check again. And she slapped him again. And, and, and he was like, uh, uh, why are you doing like that now? So not knowing that he had had it up to here. So as they came out from the room and came to the corner, he punched her stomach. <laughs> That's why she was on the floor. Because when we stood her up, she was not looking at him. She did not think that he could ever do that kind of thing to her. He's afflicted. <laughs> Amen. 
She never imagined that he could do that kind of thing. Now what I'm trying to say is that there are some people that have emotional explosions within. Things are going on. Things are going on. Things are going on within them. Things are going on. Yeah, you, you, don't, you can't tell. Well, let me say something to you. Instead of boiling inside, boiling inside, the greatest expression you can have is in the place of prayer. So today, I will give you an opportunity to pray. He said, well, 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 the problem is not so, that. Is so, don't wait for it to be big. Amen. Uh, we are not yet in a crisis. Don't wait for it to get to that stage. Amen. Are we together? Pray. Pray. So that you won't be in a place now where you are, you're pressing panic button. Hey, hey, hey pray for me. <laughs> pray for me. Pray for me. You know, you just say, everybody pray for me. Anybody meet, pray for me. May you never be there. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Rise on your feet this morning. And pray for yourself. Open your mouth. And give expression. Concerning the concerns in your heart right now. Areas that have troubled you or given you cause for concern. Is it your children? Is it your job? Is it your career? Talk to God. In the name of Jesus. Put up Daniel chapter 6 verse 3. In Daniel chapter 6 verse 3. It says, Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because... An excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. That means it entered the king's heart. This is the kind of guy that should be in charge. He said he was preferred above because of an excellent spirit. I want us to pray for our endeavors in Renaissance Assembly. Your work your academic endeavors, your, your career endeavors, your business, that it will be preferred above. And that you will function with an excellent spirit. Now, he was not just preferred above, no. He was preferred above because there was an excellent spirit. That means that if you give Daniel something to do, forget it. Amen. It's done. And it's not just done, it's done well. You will see the mark of the supernatural in that thing that he did. That's our prayer today. That an excellent spirit, you will function with an excellent spirit. And that you'll be preferred above. Are we together? As you pray that prayer, whether you are a student, undergraduate, secondary school, university, a postgraduate, whatever cause you are doing, it will be manifested. Amen. You are a working person, you are a business person, you offer products or services, it will be the same thing. Begin to pray that let there be manifestations of an excellent spirit in our work, in what we do. Amen. In what we do. Let it be a wave over us. Let it be a wave in our midst. An excellent spirit. 
Le bahaya kataya baloma de godo brigadier. Jomende ekete selebosa. Le mende eklete selebobo. Marika tabalo brigadier. We pray for that mark of excellence in our midst in the name of Jesus Christ. Let it be a culture in our midst by the influence of the Holy Ghost for the manifestations of excellence in what the brothers and sisters out there, what they do in their businesses, how they run their families, how they run their businesses, how they manage their offices, how they live their lives. How we conduct our affairs. We lift up our voices, oh God. We refuse to frustrate the grace of God. We ask for that expression of excellence from our spirit. in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Excellence transcends racial barriers, tribal differences. Are you understanding me? When it comes to excellence, nobody looks at where the person comes from again. Amen. If something is excellent, is excellent. You might not like who is making it, but you you need to use that thing. Amen. Are we together? So there's there's, there's a place excellence positions a man. There's a place to position what you do. I meet a lot of believers sometimes that just um, they don't understand that they just do things anyhow. They give them opportunity to do a job, they spoil it. Listen, do not frustrate the grace of God. So your prayer today is that from henceforth, you will not frustrate the grace of God. That that excellence that wants to manifest, you know, sometimes you're doing something and inside you, the Holy Ghost is telling you, do it like this. Oh, I don't have time. No, no, no. You will do it like that. You will be patient to deliver as the Holy Ghost has put in your heart to deliver. And when you deliver it like that, they will look for you again. Amen. That's an excellent spirit. That's what happened to Daniel. You no, know, some people just think that Daniel was not reading, was not doing anything, then they just made him. No, that's not what happened. He was maximizing the grace of God. So, your prayer for yourself now is that you will not frustrate the grace of God. That there will be manifestations of excellence erupting from you. You will allow it full expression. Amen. And mention the areas you want to see that full expression in. In are you understanding me? Excellence, full expression, those areas. Oh, in my this, maybe you are you are a tiler in your tiling work. Amen. Maybe you are you are a, an electrician in your electrical work. Amen. Let there be that excellence. Amen. You are a mother. Excellence in how you're raising the children. Glory to God. Open your mouth and pray and pray about that for that manifestation of full expression that you will not frustrate the grace of God. That thing that God has put inside of you, it will come out the way it's supposed to come out. Pray these prayers today. 
I pray for myself, I pray for everyone here too. I ask Lord for full expression of excellence, the manifestation of everything you're putting us. Let the grace of God not be frustrated. We refuse to neutralize the effect of that grace at work in us. Ragade he said then Daniel, this Daniel was preferred above. The king thought to set him over the whole realm. Now listen, you don't even have to pray, say let me be preferred above. If that excellent spirit is in you, that's the same thing that will happen. They will think to set you over the whole realm. Your name will always come up. Your name will come up. That thing that God has put in your hand to do, do it well. Keep doing it and do it well. They will remember you. Someone will call your name. Your name will come up. Amen. God will announce you by himself. God does not waste resources. If he has invested in you, he will want people to come and partake of it. Amen. That God doesn't waste resources. So, as God is investing in you, allow him. Glory to God. Full expression. The next scripture, Psalm 119, verse 99 and 100. 119 verse 99 and 100 this was the psalm is saying I have more understanding than all my teachers for thy testimonies are my meditation he's telling you why because the testimonies are his meditation then verse 100 I understand more than the Asians because I keep thy precepts now it means that he was not functioning like someone he had knowledge amen he said, I have more understanding than my teachers. I have more understanding than my, than the ancients. Amen. Than the ancients. The people that taught the people that taught me. I now know what they didn't know. Amen. Let me say something to you. When you start working with the Holy Ghost, the information you need that will make you have an edge, He will bring it to you. He will bring it to you. There are some materials, there are some documents that will fall at your lap. That will open your eyes to things that no other person ever thought of. Amen. Are we together? Then you'll be able to boldly say, I have more understanding than my teachers. Now, the prayer today is, Lord, concerning my field, give me more understanding. Amen. Concerning my field, concerning that thing you've called me to do, give me more understanding. Are you, are you with me? Don't be a novice in your field. Don't be a novice in your field. Don't be there and you don't know how, eh, 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 I don't know, I don't know. Sometimes I do it like this. Why are you doing it like I don't know. No, that's not an excellent spirit. Are you ready? Pray that prayer now. Lord, give me more understanding. Give me more understanding in my field, 
in my area. Oh, you are a plumber, he will give you more understanding. You are a mechanic, he will give you more. You are a medical doctor, he will give you more understanding. Yes, whatever it is you do, you are an engineer, he will give you more understanding. Yes, malo parikata. Maybe you are in politics, he will give you more understanding. In that your field, I have more understanding. I say, I, Lord, open my eyes. Grant me access to knowledge, information. You will not function like a novice. You will not function like a novice. Not one of us will function like novices. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and the Excellent spirit, functioning with understanding, breaking out of affliction. Is the lamp on
something that will make people never think of you as the one that should leave. Competence. Character. By virtue of our salvation and the fruit of the recreated human spirit, we have character. By the quickening of our understanding, we can develop competence for anything. Never will it be said that anyone in our midst is incompetent. Never will it be said anyone in our midst is lacking in character. Listen, you will function with an excellent spirit. You will function with an excellent spirit. It will cause that you will be preferred above. Above those that were already there. And then secondly, it will enter their heart to set you over the realm. And then, understanding 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 you will see what will happen this season people will show up their job is to give you understanding you'll be online you will click on something you'll be amazed a church was having financial trouble and they were praying praying you know, why is it like this? Why is it like that? Why is it like that? Then the pastor met me. And um, I just asked a few questions. And I said, well, this is what and how we do it. And it was like, it's not like I quoted a scripture. But it was as if I quoted a rema. And what was I showing him? I just explained it to him how we do our banking. That's what I explained to him. And from then, he's always thankful because they are not where they used to be. Just one thing. God answered his prayer. The idea you need is coming to you. Amen. Next, the understanding you need for the next level is coming to you. Amen. You will not function like a novice. Let me tell you something. You will function with the expertise of the spirits. Amen. 
<laughs> Lift your hands and say, I receive all that God has for me today. Hallelujah. Some of you, maybe they've even thought of sending you out. There's a problem you will solve soon. And it will change the opinion they have about you. You will solve a problem. Thank you, Lord. Just pray in tongues for a moment. Innovations. Ideas. Innovations, that's what I hear in my heart. Ideas. Innovations. Ideas. Innovations. Ideas. Innovations. Ideas. Solutions. Solutions. That's what's coming from you. Innovations. Ideas. Solutions. Innovations. Ideas. Solutions. Innovations, ideas, solutions, innovations, ideas, solutions. Malabakuba le monto bleske ploto shalaba kate ya baleske. Le mondo blozo brigadia talabasha taliba ulos brigadia. Le bahata labaso le brono bros brigadia telebos brigadia. Le monto liba akatoso brigadia telebos brigadia bozo brigadia brigadia. Marabako toso blida basha talabande le boso. Letia balabasha talibando zo briliske. Le parapatomo zobledi kete zoblu zobregadia telebos bregadia. La bahakato balos bregadia telebondo bregados bregadia. La pato balus ke protozo bradi kataya baleya. Baradanda zati zoblodos bregadia telebos bregadia. La pato barus ke ploto bradia kataya balalasa. Jo ploto bregados bregadia telebondo bregado bregadigadigadia. Rabako malos bregadia telebos bregadia teles ke protozo. Ra tapayeba zoplodo brigadia bolobos brigadia teleboso jiprata labande eploto bredus brigadia telebon bregodo brigadia la baba baba shata labande zopreduyo prodo brigadia gadigadigadigadi la balaba sholebon bregodo 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 bregadigadigadigadi balabor bregodo 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 bregadigadigadigadi balabalo balo bregodo 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 bregadigadigadigadi balabos bregodo sapalabor bregadigadigadigadi Balabos bregadia, balabos bregadia, talabas, balabos bregadia, 
Thank you, Lord. Lift your hand said, I receive innovations. I receive ideas. I receive solutions. Amen. There are many people out there looking for solution. Looking for solution. And you have it. And that's what's going to happen. They will look for you. They will look for you. In the month of June, you are the one they'll be looking for. They will look for you. Look for you. We're looking for you. We're looking for you. I I like that part where they're looking for you. Not you looking for somebody. I, I like that part. I like it. When they're looking for you. Praise the Lord. You know, just that thing the Spirit of God is doing in your heart. Don't look at it lightly. Sometimes people want to do what somebody else is doing. No. They will look for you. Look for you. Hallelujah. They came all the way from America to come and look for the young Andela guys. Is that not so? Mark Zuckerberg came to look for him. They will look for you. They look for you. They look for you. Men I had never met years ago as a young man. I'd never met them. I was actively involved in business at that time. They came to look for me. Our first entrance into those flows. People came to look for me. They said they needed someone that was into IT. That has integrity. <laughs> and the discussion was going on not in Port Harcourt, somewhere else. And it, and it entered somebody's heart. The person is not my friend. He had never spoken to me. Hello? It entered his heart. Say, I know a pastor. He's into all those things. It's God that does those kind of things. Are we together? Then they traveled and came to Port Harcourt. How they even found me was a, a mystery. Came in and saw me. And I, I, I kept asking, where did you see me first? He said, well, I know you're a pastor. Then one day, this would have been 2002, 2003. One day, I was passing by and I saw you in a cyber cafe teaching people um, some training, IT training. And I was, they didn't allow me to enter. So I was looking from outside the window. I said, this guy is not a pastor. That was all. Then he left. I met a friend that said, I have too much money. I'm looking for where to invest. He said, what do you want to invest? He said, IT. I know somebody. Just like that. That's how it will happen for you. Amen. I know somebody. And he said he knows somebody. He doesn't have my phone number. He doesn't know my name. They came to look for me. And when two of them walked in, they were so unassuming. They sat down. They told me what they came for. They looked like 419 to me. I was just looking at them. I don't know any of them. I asked their names. They told me. What do you want? They said they want to set up something. They need somebody that um, will be the technical partner. Then they will be financial partners. Okay. And I mentioned the figure. Thank you. I mentioned the figure. 
The figure I mentioned was to chase them away. They looked at each other. We will do. <laughs> Amen. Then I was convinced that they are not serious. <laughs> that has happened to me twice. Amen. I was convinced that they were not serious. Because I thought they would just say, um, we'll get back to you. They just talked about it and they said, we will do. Uh-uh. So I said, well, send a proposal. Um, 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 this, no, they asked me to send a proposal of so, so, and so. And then I sent it. I'm not telling you stories. Those guys didn't know my house. They met me in, in, in a former, former, former church, Rumokuta. The first church. That's where they met me. They don't know my house. They sent the money to my account. So they sent me a check with my name on it. They sent me a check. But they did not know me. I saw a check with my name on it. Not even a business name. My name. I took that check to all my friends. I said, see my money now, oh boy. <laughs> I've never seen that kind of money in my life. Amen. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm like, wow. The check looked heavier than the normal check. The same things will happen to you. Amen. I didn't know them from anywhere. But somebody mentioned me. And the person, it was there, was, he said, and when he came with the person that has the money, he said, you don't know me. <laughs> uh, but I told him about you. I See introduction. You don't know me, but I told him about you. And that was it. And the business relationship started. It will happen for you. Amen. They will mention you. Amen. In the, you're not in that discussion, but they will mention your name. Amen. That's why I told you. I said, function with an excellence. Anything you are doing, know that you're already selling. They mentioned me. Another time, we had this training, computer training, uh, what do you call Saba Cafe those days, running. And there's this man that used to come in there, and because it's a two-story building, I don't know anybody that comes up, I don't know what car you came with, I don't know, I just see you up there. So the man will come, one or two times, he had greeted me, but he was very friendly with my staff. This would have been 2003. Very friendly with my staff. So, they know him, but I don't know him. So he dropped a message, um, um, tell your guy that this thing you did here, I would like him to come and do it somewhere for me. And they whispered it to me. All those kind of people come around from time to time. I said, okay, I've heard. He came a second time again, I tell you, da, 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 da. they told me again, until one day he met me. I said, ah, I've been telling your people, now won't you come and set up something for me? Like, um, what will it take to put up something like this? I looked at him. I'm not very patient about wasting my time. Amen. So I looked at him and I was, I started calculating my time. And I said, um, what do you want? He said, I want you to come and see. He mentioned somewhere. I said, that's off my route. It would take me a lot to come there. So I jokingly said, you want me to do consultancy work? You will pay a fee before I will come. He said, please, just try and come. By and by, he just kept, until one day. He just entered my heart to go. I didn't hear a voice. He just entered my heart to go. I said, let me go and see the place. It used to be former Port Harcourt International Airport Hotel. 
it was functioning at that time. So, my office was somewhere in Psychiatric Hospital Road. It was the distance for me, but I just okay, let me go. So in the morning, and he said, morning times will be best time to come. So I drove all the way, arrived at the place. I have his number. I know his name. When I arrived, I was calling him. I said, please, are you there? I don't want to come there and wait for you. Are you there? What do you want me to see? I made a, I'm not spending more than 30 minutes there. So, 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 so. He said, I'm there. When I came down from my vehicle, I was very impatient. Are you understanding me? I came down. I was just looking around. Where's the person? Where's the person? Where's the person? Then a man stood somewhere. He said, are you so, so? Yes. He said, please come this way. I said, I don't want to come anyway. Um, because what I'm supposed to do is to mount something for them on the building. So I said, it's just for me to come and see. Let me show you what, you know, tell me what you want to do and let me tell you. He said, just come, sir. I followed him. I was counting my time. He took me in, took me here, took me here, took me here, started taking me through a narrow way. I said, where are you taking me to? The man, where is the man that, <laughs> that called me? He said, hey, I'm taking you to him. So why is he not here? He said, sir, just follow me. I followed him, entered the office. I saw general manager on the door. I said, why is he taking me to the general manager's office? When we opened the door, it looks like the office of a governor. The office was so big. At that time, I had not seen an office that big. Big office like that. The place at the other end. So I entered. And I saw the man that has been coming to my office sitting behind the desk. I had to go closer. I looked at the door. I said, are you the... He said, oh God, please sit down. I said, you're a bad man. <laughs> I said, if you told me like this, I would have come the first day. No, I was very blunt. I said, I would have come the first day. I put the chair, I sat down. I said, don't be doing these kind of things. You know? <laughs> Seated in the office there. They did all the paperwork. They released. They said, it was there in the office. I even typed what I was to give them. Did everything. They signed the money there. I said, ah, this is what we do. What I'm trying to say is that it didn't come from how I expected it. But someone had told him about me. Amen. And I'm saying that as you are here, people are talking about you. But what they are saying will be profitable for you. It will be profitable for you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Say it's profitable for me. Every gossip going on about you will be profitable for you. A profitable. And I've seen those kind of things happen. I went somewhere, they were giving me grand reception. And I didn't know anybody. Ah, come in, come in, come in. Come. I know you, I know you, I know you. I know you. Ah, you see, my traditional ruler told me about you. I say, ah, <laughs> who is your traditional ruler? And I don't know the traditional ruler. But you know what? Gossip. <laughs> Praise God. And then they said, one day, this, a set of traditional rulers were having a meeting. And our Saturday program, 9 o'clock, came on air. And then the traditional ruler there put on the television. And he said, this man is our son. And I'm not from the local government. I said, this man is our son. And he told all of them. I said, look it. He said, he just in, in Port Harcourt. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I said, I said, I've been here with you. Amen. 
And that's the information he gave them. So, when I got to that place, the man received me and said, Ah, are you just coming in from London? <laughs> the vibes that had gone out. Are you understanding me? Listen to me. The same thing is happening with you. As you were praying, vibes were going out concerning you. Praise the Lord. Thank God you came today. Thank God you came today. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now, don't just stop the prayer here. Go back and continue praying. Continue praying. And refuse to allow that affliction become normal. I want to read the scripture again in Galatians 2.21. Please find out for me if we're expecting the children. Let's read together. I want to go. I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness comes by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Say Christ is not dead in vain. What it means is that Christ didn't die for nothing. Amen. He didn't die for nothing. He died for a purpose. And that purpose will be manifested in your life. Praise the Lord. I can't wait to hear your testimony. I can't wait to celebrate with you. Concerning the manifestations. Some of you, your office is employing three people. In a short while to be 30. Some of you are 15. In a short while to be 100. In the name of Jesus Christ. Some of you just started out on your own. But soon, the office will be fully running in the name of Jesus. Don't frustrate the grace of God. Great things are happening in the midst. And they're happening through you. Innovations. I keep hearing it. Say innovations. Ideas. Solutions. Amen. Say it a second time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So as you go out there, that's what people see. Innovations. Ideas. Solutions. That's what they will see. You will talk. And they will wonder whether it's coming from you. That you are working on now, there will be a touch of the supernatural on it. There will be a touch of the supernatural on it. I'm talking about that thing you are working on right now. There will be a touch of the supernatural on it. Let's rise to our feet. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Thank you, the message of faith.